Praise God. Father, I pray like Donnie Moore prayed today. Help, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Now, you and I have been given dominion. In the beginning, the Bible says that God made man in his own image and his own likeness and gave him dominion over several things. So we understand that Adam was given dominion and he was given the uh, responsibility of protecting the garden. So we know the old serpent, Slufit, came in and that dominion that was given to him was lost for a period of time. But then Jesus came along. I said, Jesus came along. And he restored this dominion and this authority to mankind. So I want you to pick it up in the book of Colossians chapter 2. And notice with me in verse 15. It gives us the account of what Jesus did to the enemy in his own backyard. Colossians 2.15 says, And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now there's some great translations of verse 15. One translation says, He disarmed the principalities and powers which fought against him. Philip says he exposed them. He shattered them. He emptied them. And he defeated them. Hallelujah. Rotterham says he, Jesus, made of them an open example, celebrating a triumph over them thereby. Hallelujah. You know, in those days when a king fought against another king, and when he defeated him in battle, it was said that that king was spoiled. And so the victorious king would parade the captured king and other important prisoners through the town as a trophy of triumph. You see, the victors would make a show openly of the enemy's defeat. And that's what the Bible says Jesus did to Satan. He spoiled him. He shattered him. Displaying the triumph of Christ over Satan before three worlds, heaven, earth, and hell. Oh, he is the victorious one. And when he rose from the dead, he says, I was dead, but now I'm alive forevermore. And he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and he turned the keys of the kingdom over to the children of God. Amen. And so now, another translation of Colossians says, he put them to naught. I love that statement. What does that mean? He reduced Satan and all of his little wimpy demons to nothing. He reduced the principalities to nothing. And he stripped them of their authority. And you know, sometimes we just got to remind the devil that he's a defeated one. It's kind of like that guy, you know, we went into the pet store and there was a real lippy parrot there. And the parrot said, oh, man, you are ugly. And that's your wife. She's the ugliest thing i ever seen. And the guy got just really enraged. And he went and told the manager, do you know what your parrot's saying? He told him. So the owner took the parrot in the back room, plucked a couple of feathers, slapped him up a little bit. Don't you ever, ever say like anything like that to any of our customers ever again. 
So the guy and his wife got finished shopping, and as they were walking out of the store, the parrot spoke up. And he said, Mister? And the guy said, What? He says, You know. You know. And that's the way you got to do the devil. You got to remind him that he's a defeated foe. When he tries to show up his ugly head, you just point your finger at him in the name of Jesus and say, Devil, you know. You know what happened to you over 2,000 years ago. Now let's take a look at God's mightiest work. And I think it's very appropriate during this time of what is happening all around us in this nation and other nations of the world, it's very important that we understand that we are not created to be dominated. But we are created to have dominion. We are uh, created to have the reign, if you will. He told us that if we'll receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, we will reign in life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. So what do you say we track this out for a while today and take a close look at this? Ephesians chapter 1, if you would. And let's begin in verse 18. Ephesians 1 and verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be flooded with light. That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of Now notice, of his inheritance in the saints. Mark it down. You and I are heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus, and we have inherited his authority and his dominion. And then he goes on to pray, and what is the exceeding greatness? Not just greatness. What is the surpassing greatness of his resurrection power which is available to you and I when we plug into it by simply believing. And he says, this resurrection power is available to everyone who will believe, and it is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Notice with me in verse 20. Read it with me. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand, In the heavenly places, now notice verse 21, far above all principality, all power, all might, all dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, oh come on but in the world which is to come. When Jesus was raised, he was raised far above demonic forces, demonic powers. He was raised far above cancer. He was raised far above terrorism. He was raised far above every name that is named. Oh, come on, somebody. But he didn't just do it for himself. He did it for you and did it for me. Because in verse 22, it says, read it with me, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. One translation says, 
that he did this for the benefit of the church. He didn't need to die for himself. He didn't need to spoil principalities and powers for himself. He did not need to raise from the dead for himself. He did it in our place. In the mind of God, when he died, you died. When he was buried, you were buried. But oh, thank God, when he was raised from the dead, you and I have been raised from the dead. And I've discovered this, that the head goes nowhere without the body. The head and the body are connected. As the head has dominion, as the head has authority, he has given the same authority to the body of Christ. And he said, I put all things under your feet. All things. Anything that's been arrayed against you. Anything and all things that have been arrayed against this nation. They are literally under the feet of the body of Christ. And the government is upon his shoulder. And you and I, hallelujah, have been given dominion and authority in this nation to see to it that the will of God is done in this place and that his glory and his grace is poured out in great dimensions and that there is an awakening in our country. Oh, somebody shout amen. This is our inheritance. Here's what Jesus said when he rose from the dead. He said in Matthew 28, all power, or literally all authority, the word authority in Matthew 28 is the word exousia. And it means jurisdiction. It means delegated power. It means right and it means strength. And so Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. Somebody said, well, that's great. It belongs to him. But notice the next verse. He said, go you therefore. In other words, the moment he was raised from the dead, he delegated this authority and he delegated this power to the church. Go ye therefore. Now notice with me in Ephesians 2 and verse 1. Ephesians, the second chapter and the first verse. Everyone say exousia. If I was to say it like a Greek, I would say exousia. Exousia. I have a little Greek thing on my computer and it sounds Greeky. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't say geeky, I said Greeky. Exousia. Influence. Jurisdiction. Now in Ephesians 2, verse 1 Let's read that one together. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Now notice verse 5 and 6. Read together. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Now stop right there. The fact that you've been quickened is by grace. The fact that you're seated together with him in heavenly places is by the grace of Almighty God. The fact that you're not in hell today is the grace of God. Now notice in verse 6. And has done what? Raised us up together and made us sit together 
positionally, because you are in Christ, in the mind of God, you've been raised up together with Him. You have joint seating with Him. Oh, man. Joint seating with the King of the universe. And that joint seating that you have with Him is far above. Far above. All principality and all power. Oh, thank God you and I have been given authority. You see, this authority was conferred not just upon the head, but upon his body. And when we get a revelation of this, this will revolutionize our lives. Revelation knowledge changes you forever. I believe that one of the greatest revelations that have revolutionized my life is this glorious truth that it is Christ in me, the hope of glory. That I don't have to try to get him to come down to talk to me. I don't have to try to talk him into a notion of doing something for me. Through Calvary's cross and through his substitutionary sacrifice, he has made you and I a brand new creation in Christ. You know, the old things have passed away. And everything has become brand new. I'm not looking at a group of people today that are suffering and that are lowly and that are all beat up and beat down. I'm looking at children of the Most High God. I'm looking at a delivered bunch of people. For He's delivered you from the power of darkness and He's translated you into the kingdom of His dear Son. One of the greatest revelations that will revolutionize your life is this glorious truth. He that is joined unto the Lord has become one spirit. You are one with him and he is one with you. It is no longer Christ around you or Christ to be found in some sort of temple or tabernacle. But now the revelation and the mystery has been unfolded and unveiled. It is now Christ, the anointed one and his anointing in you. Place your hands on your, on your stomach and say, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ the, anointed one, the anointed one, and his anointing, his anointing lives, in me, lives in me. And this anointing, this anointing removes, burdens removes burdens and destroys every yoke and every weapon that would come against my life. Now let's continue to track this out just a little bit further. Look at Luke, the 10th chapter, and notice with me in verse 19. Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. Bearing in mind that all things are under your feet. Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I give unto you power, literally exousia, authority, jurisdiction, and dominion. I give unto you power. I give unto you authority to do what? To tread. To walk on top of. I give you authority, jurisdiction, might, the right to tread and trample on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. Oh, glory to God. 
And then he says, and nothing shall by any means or in any way ever hurt you or harm you. You know, this is something that we really need to get in our heart and get on our lips on a regular basis. You got to wake up in the morning and say, thank God I've got authority. Today I'm not going to be walked on, I'm going to walk on. The devil's not going to walk on top of me, I'm going to walk on top of him. Matter of fact, today I'm going to do some treading. These boots were made for walking, amen? I'm going to walk on top of disease. I'm going to walk on top of lack. I'm going to walk on top of mental oppression. I'm going to walk on top of anything and everything of the evil one. Hallelujah! Get on up in the morning. Instead of feeling sad, some say, you know, some mornings you get up and you don't feel quite right. But no matter how you feel, glory to God, look in the mirror and start saying about yourself what God said about you. Rise up in the morning and say, you know what, today I'm led by the Holy Spirit. And He's leading me and He's guiding me into all the truth for my entire life. And I make this confession today, nothing shall at any time or in any way ever hurt me or harm me. It doesn't matter what people have to say, I'm living by what God has said. Nothing can hurt me. Nothing can hurt me. You get on BART in the morning and say, thank God I'm going to the other side. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. You get over there on 880, 680, 101, say, declare glory to God. Nothing can hurt me. I'm a child of the King. I'm taking my place. I'm taking my authority. Hallelujah. Say it with me. I have been authorized. I'm an authorized dealer of glory and power. And strength and might. And this day, I declare everything is going to be all right. Nothing. Nothing is going to hurt me. Nothing's going to harm me. And not only that, but you know what? Here's what we need to declare. That we're not head-led or reasoning led, but we are Holy Spirit led. And when we are Holy Spirit led, listen to me, He will make sure that you are always in the right place at the right time. Say it regularly. Matter of fact, raise your right hand up to the Lord and say, Thank God. God. I'm Spirit led. And the Holy Spirit Spirit always leads me me in the right way way. and in the right path. path. I declare, declare by the grace of God, God, not arrogantly, but in faith, faith. based on the dominion of faith-filled words, that I'm always in the right place. At the right time. Oh, say it again, say it again, say it again. I'm always in the right place. Now, take that seriously. Be led. Be led. We're praying for you. We're believing for you. God's got you. 
But don't go out and do something stupid. <clears throat> don't give it the enemy any place. Make sure that you stay prayed up. And you stay praised up. And that you stay sensitive to the Spirit of God who lives on the inside of you. It's your responsibility. Those of you who have been in the Word for many, many years, we ought not to be out there stumbling around in the dark. We're children of the light. Living in the light. Walking in the light. Hallelujah. Say it again, I'm always. I'm in the right place. At the right time. So behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. All things are under our feet. This is our authority. This is our dominion. Now, you have discovered that even though that is true, there will be some things that will try to rise up. There will be some things that will try to ascend from the enemy. But remember this. You are over it. Whatever it is that's trying to rise up against you, you have been placed in a place of authority and dominion over it. Here's something I learned at the Fort Worth Convention when Brenda and I were down there, and some of you were there as well. Keith Moore did such a tremendous teaching on what we need to do in the area of spiritual warfare. There is a war going on. This war that we are in is not with flesh and blood. Now look with me at 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and notice with me in verse 3 through 5. These things that try to come up, what do we do with them? Well, in verse 3 it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. The next verse goes on to say, For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. But, oh, saints, the weapons of our warfare, what are they? They're mighty. I'm telling you, the name of Jesus is mighty. The blood of Jesus is mighty. The word of God is mighty. Weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. But they are mighty through God. And what will they do to strongholds? They will pull them down. We are not to be pulled down by strongholds. We are to pull strongholds down. Now here's the revelation, the next verse, verse 5. Notice this with me. Casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The revelation in casting down imaginations, literally what that means is you slap them down. So these things that are under your feet that are trying to come back into your life, Mental torment, mental oppression, fear and worry. You just slap her down. You slap her back down with the word of God. You slap her down with the name of Jesus. You slap it back down with the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. You don't have to put up with things coming back in your life. You just put the devil back in his place. And that is under, under your feet. I wish I could get somebody to help me today. <laughs> Cast him down. Just slap her down. Slap her down. Flu comes your way. Just slap her down. Temptation knocks on the city of your soul. Just slap her down. Say, so I refuse.
choose to yield to what's been put under my feet. I'm walking in victory and I'm slapping down every evil thing that would come against me. Look at your neighbor and say, slap it down, slap it down, slap it down. <laughs> Woo, glory. Glory to God. You guys are so fun to preach to. I could preach till 5 o'clock, but I'm not going to. Don't worry. Think of this phrase, authority over, and then you fill in the blank. What is the main thing that's trying to come back into your life? What is the main thing that's attempting to torment you? You have authority over. Whatever it is, take your place. Take your position and take your authority over whatever it might be. It might be sin. You know, maybe you've yielded to the same sin for years and years and years. I've got good news for you. You don't have to yield anymore. When you become revolutionized by this revelation of the authority of the believer, sin will not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but you are under the grace of God. And when you're under the grace of God, it will put you over any sin in your life. You just don't have to yield. You don't have to yield. Maybe it's mental oppression. Maybe it's something that has really harassed you in your soul and in your mind. You know, the Bible says that he will keep you in perfect peace if you will just keep your mind stayed on him. And in order for me to keep my mind stayed on him, I've got to cut off certain distractions. I can't, there and, can't sit there and just suck on media all day long and expect to have the peace of God that passes understanding. I can't just feed on violence and feed on this and feed on that and expect to have a victorious life. No, there's some things that need to be shut off and shut down in our lives. Come on, somebody. we got to shut it off and shut it down. And turn on the Word and turn on the Holy Ghost and turn on the praises of God in our lives. Mm. Thank you, Lord. I will both lay me down in peace and I will sleep. For you, Lord, only make Mark Thomas, P.T., this whole congregation, you only make us dwell in safety. You and I are the safest of the safe when we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. You and I are the safest of the safe when we say of the Lord, You are our refuge. You are our fortress. You are my God, and I trust in you. He will cause you to lay down in safety in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of turbulence, even as the Son of Man and the Son of God was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. I will see to it that when you believe me, you will enter into rest. And when the storm does arise, I'll arise on the inside of you. And you'll rise up and you'll say, Peace be still. And you'll declare what the Word of God says. And there shall be a great calm in your life and in the lives around you. Come on, somebody. Let's give him praise. Oh, praise God. I am. You are the safest of the safe. See, tie that in with this. I'm always in the right place at the right time. 
Now, one thing I refuse to do, I refuse not to get on a jet. I refuse to not get on BART. I refuse not to go cheer my Golden State Warriors on. I absolutely refuse the fear that the devil would try to sow into our lives. Oh, you've got to watch out and you've got to stay alone and you've got to hide. No, there ain't no hiding about the body of Christ. We are not the army of hiding. We're occupying until he comes. This is a time for you and I to be all hands on deck. You better believe it. If you've got a flight to San Francisco, you've got a flight to Europe, you just get on that jet and you take it over with the name of Jesus. You put your hand on that 747 in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus and we are going to the other side. Do you hear me, jet? We're going to the other side. Now be sensitive. The Lord impresses you not to get on the jet. Don't get on it. Be spirit-led. But we are not tiptoeing through this life on eggshells. No, we're treading on serpents and scorpions. Say with me, God didn't give me a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. Many people deal with different types of diseases in their life and they get victory over it for a period of time. But then it tries to ascend and comes back. Here's what you say to those things. This disease shall not rise up a second time. This disease is dead. This sickness and disease is a goner. By his stripes, I am healed. Take your place. Take your authority. Listen. There is authority in the believer's mouth. There is authority in faith-filled words. Your faith-filled words will literally dominate the laws of sin and death. There is a law higher than the law of sin and death. It is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So take my word, says the Lord, meditate on it, chew on it, feed on it, believe it, and say it, and your way shall be made prosperous, and I'll see it to it that you succeed in every area of your life. Hallelujah. I believe that's what the Holy Ghost is saying. Amen? So we're reigning. Dad Hagen said this, God himself is the force and power behind your authority in Christ. The believer who is fully conscious of the divine power behind him and of his authority in Christ can face the enemy without fear. The Holy Ghost came upon him and the Spirit of the Lord through the spirit of prophecy said this through Dad Hagen. Power on earth invested in the name of Jesus and obtained by him through his overcoming the enemy belongs unto the church. Therefore, exercise that authority, for it belongs to you on earth. And in this life, you shall reign by Christ Jesus. This power is yours. I pray that you use it. Two more scriptures. Look with me at James chapter 4 and verse 7. James, the fourth chapter. Power over sin. Power over oppression. Power over strife. 
You do not have to yield one moment longer to the enemy. Yield your life to the Holy Ghost. Yield your life to Jesus. Now, what does James chapter 4, verse 7 tell us to do? Notice that word, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. These are not days for us to be fence walkers. These are days to be seekers first of the kingdom of God, of his way and of his being and doing right. Now, notice this revelation. If you will submit yourself to God, then the devil will submit to you. If you will yield yourself to God wholeheartedly, the devil will not have a choice. For when you resist the devil, he will flee from you and he will run from you as in tear. Amen? So what am I saying? I'm saying sell your life out completely to God. Now notice with me, it says resist the devil and he will flee from you. It doesn't say... Resist the devil and he will flee from Jesus. It says he will flee from you. And this authority that we're talking about today is yours whether you feel like it or not. This authority has nothing to do with your feelings. But you must exercise it. Say it with me real strong. I'm walking in my authority regardless of my feelings. And I'm walking by faith. And not by sight. The last scripture we're going to look at is Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. And notice with me in verse 27. Everyone say, no place, no place, no place. No place for you, devil. No place. Nada. Cerro. I don't know what it is in Greek, but no place. Now notice in Ephesians 4.27, let's read it together. Neither give place. That word place there is topos or topos. We get our English word topographical from it. You've heard of topographical map, right? A topographical map shows you different regions, different areas. And so what this is saying, don't give the enemy any topos in your life. Don't give him any geography in your mind. Don't give him any geography in your life. For if you will give him an inch, he will try to take a mile and he will try to cover the whole map of your life. And so we must then be diligent and be vigilant and know that the adversary walks about as a roaring lion seeking a place to take. But you and I have been authorized. You and I have the privilege and the right to give that rat absolutely no place. Perhaps you've given him a place before in your life, but today's a brand new day. You're putting your foot down and you're saying, no place to you, devil. I'm not yielding to you anymore. It's a new day. It's a new hour. Amen. Give the devil no place. Give him no place in your mind. Give him no place in your thought life. Give him no place in your words. Give him no place in your actions. Shut that turkey down. Give the Lord his rightful place in your life. And the enemy will not have any place 
in your life. You know what this means? This means that some of us have needed, and some of you perhaps need to set some boundaries in your life. You know, I can remember way back in the 70s when Jesus so graciously delivered me from drug addiction. What a great blessing. And I was thinking about it this morning. You know, the last time I ever used anything was December 18th of 1974. That's over 40 years. To God be the glory. I mean, 40, think about it. 42 years of being delivered. It's only by the grace of God. But I can remember when I was younger, and I still do it today, I set and established boundaries over my life. There were certain places I could no longer go. There were certain people I could no longer see. And there were certain things I could no longer do. And so establishing those boundaries under the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has brought me through all these years. Now here's the good news. He's no respecter of persons. I don't know what kind of things and what kind of issues you may have to deal with, but I do know one thing. Wisdom would dictate that you shut the door completely on the devil and you write a message on the door, which means no more trespassing, Mr. Devil. That means you. Evict him completely out of your life and don't look back, for the kingdom of God is in you and the kingdom of God is nigh you and he's got some great and glorious things for all of us to do. You have authority. I have authority. Did you get anything out of this today? Well, let's all stand to our feet. Praise the Lord. Pastor Tom, if you so graciously would come. And we're going we're gonna to make some confessions as we go to... Man, did we have church today or not? We had fun. Miracles happened. Lives have been changed. His word has been implanted and engrafted in the city of your soul. Amen. Raise up one hand at least to the Lord and let's make this declaration together. I am part of the body of Christ and the devil has no power over me. I take my place in Christ for Jesus gave me authority to use his name. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I bind the principalities and all the powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. I bind and slap down all evil imaginations and I render you harmless and ineffective against me, my family, my church, my nation. Say it real strong. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We're going to sing on our way out. Let me pray for you as you go. Father, in the name of Jesus. Open the eyes of our hearts, strengthen us with might, make it a good week, Lord. I loose the angels all around your people today. In Jesus' name, give one another a high five.